eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So let's switch to offense, Cordell. Uh Another dismal effort by the offense. And um, at the end of the day, uh, they won the football game. And great. You know, an ugly win is an ugly win. At the end of the day, it's still a win. And you have to just take it it, for what it is. However, this is the the fourth week in a row that this offense has just looked lethargic, just hasn't really looked like themselves. Lamar has not looked like himself. And he had another – very mediocre uh, outing, nine for 16 and a, a little bit over 100 yards, um, excuse me, 120 yards, 80.2 passer rating, no touchdowns, you know, no interceptions, three sacks. And, you know, the look, the Browns defense did a really good job of getting pressure all day long, um, and that was definitely a thing. Um, and so I understand that they could – that they that, – the Ravens had to do the best that they did than their ability. Um, the run game obviously is something that really worked because the Browns are not really that great in run defense and the Ravens exposed that as they should have. So that was really good to see Gus Edwards back. He averaged 4.1 yards per carry. It was really great seeing Gus back into the fold. But my concern really is just how this, this, this offense from a passing perspective, one week we see DuVernay, one week we don't see DuVernay, you know, once again, Lamar is fine. is not, you know, checking down to guys that are available because he's still, you know, looking down the field, even though you don't have the the personnel to look down the field or the guys or guys that are open to do that. And I just do not know. Oh, and oh, 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 I'm not taking this away part, this part away either. Greg Roman, situational um, play calling. He's not doing that well either. It, it, It really is a combination of things, Cordell, that I really think is attributing to their, um, second half, uh, you know, lack of, of 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 play really, and I don't know if this can be fixed this season. I think it may be something that has to be addressed in the off season. But as of, I mean, listen, it, it's a problem. We really haven't seen Lamar be really good 
and play really well since week three, and we're at week seven right now. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Lamar has not had a MVP Lamar type of game in a while. Um, and I, I think if you're just specifically talking about this game, look, it's great to get a win. Uh, first of all, Gus Edwards looked fantastic. Uh, out there, 16 carries for 66 yards. Uh, first game back, two touchdowns. Uh, I don't know if it if it was known going into this game that he would get 16 carries, but game flow I think that had a little bit of an impact on that, and the fact that he looked better than they thought he might have uh, coming back out there. I think allowed them to feel comfortable giving him the ball. I would have liked to see less Kenyon Drake, 11 carries for five carries. I could do without that. I know Justice Hill had the late fumble, which is inexcusable. Even though it was a good run, turned out to be a terrible ending to that play. It wasn't even that great of a run because it wasn't even going matter because it was a holding call. I mean, yeah, the holding call. The holding call call definitely deflates it even more. Uh, but I, I thought Justice Hill ran the ball really well today outside of that fumble. Um, I would have liked to see more of him and less of Kenyon Drake. Mark Andrews getting a donut on National Tight End Day. Oh just my God. Seems sacrilegious to me. I, I don't I don't know what to really make of that. I know he was hurt coming into the game. And really, I think Lamar is really dealing with that hip issue. I, Lamar looked really stiff to me today. I didn't really see Lamar want to take any super deep shots. And I will say, I think a lot of these guys were covered down the field. Not many guys are breaking open, but you know, Lamar doesn't want to take the underneath stuff, which can be there uh, at times. And that's to his own detriment. He he held the ball a little bit longer today. And look, he looked good when he ran the ball. um, But I just feel like he was reluctant to, to, to really throw the ball. I think that had a lot to do with the 16 uh, attempts only and, I think also the fact that the Browns stink as a rush defense right now and the Ravens felt good about their running attack, especially getting Gus back, also played a part. But, yeah, I I just feel like that this is the type of team that the Ravens are. And when you – I mean, they're going to have those splash games, I still think. I think we're still going to see the Lamar that we saw at the early part of the season again at some point. I think we're going to see this Ravens offense put up some – explode for big points here and there. But on a regular basis, I really wouldn't be surprised if this is the type of team that we see, a team that just scratches and claws their way to a win sometimes or even sometimes falls short in a defeat. I agree. And my thing is this. You you said everything that, to me, would attribute to a shorter passing game, a shorter, a shorter passing scheme and a shorter passing game, because not like not necessarily not necessarily that like, oh, you know, Roman was like putting up short and passing um, schemes like the whole game. But, you know, like when you have a situation like there was two sacks that he uh, – I think that he that, that he really did not have to take. One in one play particularly, uh, I think they came out the half. I think this is the one when they came out the half and had the three um, pass plays uh, consecutive. And Gus Edwards is sitting there, just sitting there, open for a first down. And he just doesn't look at him at all. Like – if you're dealing with a hip injury and the defense is attacking you with blitzes, I'm trying to understand what you're holding the ball for. Wouldn't that be even more reason to find ways to get rid of the ball? So I need somebody to explain to me, number one, why 
Darren Warren more plays called that way to neutralize the defense. Number two, why Lamar isn't even thinking about looking those way for uh, to, to try to get the ball out. What is it that's making you continue to hold this ball if you know that you're not 100%? It makes no sense to me, and I would love somebody to explain it to me. And also, that is how all, you, you can move the ball down the field. You can live to see another down. If these guys are rushing at you and, and your offensive line isn't having the, having the best day, get the ball out. Yeah. I don't care if you're hurt or not. Get it out. Find your fullback. Find your running back. Get the ball to them. And then they started doing it, started doing short passes, I think, with DuVernay, like, in the second half. And then they were working. And I was just kind of like, I feel like I'm living in the twilight zone. I'm living (laughs) in the twilight zone because the things you should have been did or you should continue to do, they weren't doing. No. Drives me crazy. No, they they, they, they really weren't doing – the, the pass game is just ugly. There's no way around it. The, yes. the pass game is hideous. Uh, yes. We, we, we big and, you know, we all wanted Rashad Bateman to get back out there. And I thought Bateman looked good outside of that one drop uh, that he had, but you know, the, the, the impact that these receivers have on the game is very minimal. It's very minimal. And in a game where Mark Andrews gives you no catches, you don't get anybody else to really step up and and kind of fill that void. None of the receivers step up. None of the, you know, Isaiah likely doesn't have a breakout game. It's just this this passing game is truly a concern. Uh, I, I don't know what will necessarily fix it. I do think that they could use more creativity. But I also think that they just don't have the guys that can really get open on a consistent basis yep. and make the types of plays that you, you would like them to make. Um, I did like the Lamar toss, the, the toss to Lamar. That was, the that was, down. Yeah, yeah, that, was, that was super creative, you know, way to, way to go Greg Roman pulling that one out the, out the vault. Um, I would have loved a little more of the DuVernay stuff, uh, yep. especially in the red zone where they struggled today. Yep. You know, had to settle for some field goals in the red zone yep. on the first two red zone visits. I would have liked to see some Duvernay action in there. I think that's I think they sell themselves short not using that type of stuff in the red zone. We finally got a quarterback design running the red zone in this game. That was great, but I would have liked to see more of the Duvernay stuff. I, I'm just not satisfied with getting it one week and then not seeing it again for a couple of weeks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I completely agree. I just don't understand the logic behind it. Nobody can explain it. And to me, that says a lot about how Greg Roman handles situational um, play calling. I think that Greg Roman has good concepts. I think that Greg Roman has good schemes. I do. I am not on the Greg Roman sucks bandwagon in that regard because I do think that he is a very creative um, offensive coordinator. What I have a problem with is that Greg Roman does not translate that 
to the football games in which he's playing. So once the scripts, you know, everybody knows there's about 15 to 20 plays that that's scripted. And then after that, you go with the flow of the game. And I just think that after those scripts, he's just, it's, it, I don't know. He, he, he's just not seeing what's going on or something. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know why the Ravens, when they feel like that, they're not, they need a rhythm boost that they're not playing up tempo, which Lamar does really well at. I don't know why they're, you know, not adding guys like a Duvernay that really is a good football player and why you're not finding ways to get Andrews involved, you know, because you're lacking situational awareness. I have no idea why he is not good at that, but it's just something that he's not good at. And as a result, then you add the lack of execution of which, you know, is on the field. And sometimes it's just really a mess. It really can be a mess at times. And look, 16 passes. I'm not mad about the 16 passes because at the end of the day, the Browns defense struggles with run defense. You have to play to the, the other team's weakness. And I'm completely cool with that, but yeah. I agree with you there. You know, look, when you're getting into the red zone, y'all not, y'all, it's just all a mess. It's just all over the place. And, and, Where's the structure? Where's, you know, the, the the understanding what's going on and adjustments? Where are those types of things? And I just don't feel like we are getting that from Greg Roman. And then we're not getting the execution from the offense on the field at the same time. I, I don't think it's just one thing going on here. No. I think that there's a, a number of things that's going on. Oh, and then, by the way, sometimes – and then it may be a personnel issue as well. But, you know, hey, that's another – Talk for another day. Well, I mean, it could um, definitely is partial. I've been saying it's a personnel issue for a while now, especially at the receiver position. Uh, but even a look at the offensive line, Morgan Moses got benched in this game. Patrick yep. McCarry took over at the right tackle spot, and Morgan Moses, you know, and I, I, I'm a Morgan Moses fan. I'm, he's a very cool guy, um, but he just hasn't played well this season, and it's been for the last couple of weeks, really. Uh, specifically that has gotten very noticeably bad over on that right side. So that, that was kind of overdue right there. Um, And I do think some of it is just Lamar missing stuff. I saw the play on in a goal line situation, like uh, Mark Andrews runs a little zag, a zig route uh, back to the outside where he's isolated. And Lamar was on the play where uh, Josh Oliver dropped the touchdown. Mark Andrews was open and I just couldn't, I couldn't believe, Lamar didn't go off the snap and look right at Andrews because I'm so used to Andrews being the the main guy on every pass play. But for the one time where he's wide open in the end zone, he did not look over there. And uh, thankfully they ended up getting a touchdown there. Gus ended up scoring on the fourth and goal. Uh, But there was another one later on in the game where Lamar had to kind of take it and run and he missed Josh Oliver in the end zone uh, as well. So, uh, definitely not executing completely, whether it's receivers not getting open, whether it's Lamar not hitting the open guy or completely not seeing the open guy or Greg Roman not making the right play call or this offensive line simply not blocking because pass protection was not good in this game either. I think that's another reason why they kind of wanted to stick with the running game. But this offense has got to get it going. They're going out to Tampa Bay Thursday night. And they're going to play a pissed-off Bucks team that hasn't looked good this year either. Yep. Uh, the defense, the one thing is that Bucks defense is usually legit. Didn't look legit against the Panthers. Looked terrible. Of all so teams, man, P.J. Walker. It looked terrible against the Panthers. Uh, but, you know, other than that, 
uh, they they're definitely going to have to wake up going into this short week game against the Bucks because they'll I, I believe the Bucks will show up ready to play at home. I, they got to be right. I mean, look, and, and the Ravens love to play down to their opponents, so there's that. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't even be surprised if this is yet another dog fight. But the offense got to figure out a way, man. Like we can't keep putting this on the defense and expecting the defense to hold these leads. You only scored three points in the fourth quarter. Once again, not scoring points in the fourth quarter, and so. You're not putting teams away because offensively you're becoming stagnant. And again, football is not a hard sport, Cordell. It really is simple. If a defense is 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 blitzing you, get the ball out. Use use your your short passes. Use you know your underneath passes. Do those things to neutralize defenses and make them play honest. Not sure why we're doing. It. Oh, and running the football, of course, because they're not good and run. Um, defense, but I, I'm not understanding why we're doing anything else. Yeah. Why are we trying to have step, you know, five and seven step drops back when you don't have time to do that? No. Make it make sense to me. And it wasn't even like they were coming up the A gaps to Cordell. Like, yes, they were doing a lot of stunt blitzing, but my thing is, is like they were coming right at you, not necessarily even coming outside that much. So I, I, I just don't understand why. We're doing this thing. Like, you know, I was always told the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting oh, it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, to quote, to quote the great Marlon Humphrey. Right. <laughs> so my thing is, is that when are you going to say, okay, maybe doing those um, dropbacks and, and, and that type of defense when they're rushing like that and my offensive line isn't playing well, isn't a good idea. When is number one, Greg Roman going to implement more in an intermediate um, and, and you know, passes over the middle and, and routes outside. And then when that happens, when is Lamar going to actually step up and, and throw those balls to those guys? Because both things got to happen. Yeah, this, this offense, I think, is under a lot of pressure. There's been a lot of question marks about this offense, even coming into the season, even to this point in the season. And, you know, obviously it's a big year for Lamar. We've talked about how big of a year it is for Greg Roman and, Yep. You know, I think I heard you mention it on the post-game show, and I agree. I, I think this is probably the last ride for Greg Roman. I do think he's peaked in yep. this offense. 2019 clearly was the peak for them, and it was a great peak, no doubt with no doubt about it, a year that turned out to kind of be wasted uh, once they got to the playoffs. But it is what it is. You, you, It's run its course, and I just, I just think it's become so stale and the creativity juices aren't flowing, specifically in the red zone, like we mentioned. Like, in the red zone, you look at some of these teams, you look at the teams like the Chiefs, they get into the red zone, that's when their most creative plays are called. I just don't think that the the Ravens have those type of things in their playbook right now. I agree, and and something has to give. Like, you know, this is not 2012. It was great to have the 2012 team there because we know that they made changes midseason. They they fired Cam Cameron, brought in Jim Caldwell. But the makeup of that team was completely different also. And then also the, the, the past uh, of that team was different also. So, you know, I don't know what the Ravens need to do. It, it, it's very well maybe time to say after the season, Greg, thank you for your services, but, you know, we've, we've reached – you know, the, the highest that we can with this offense at this point and find ways to move along. So we'll see, you know, as the Ravens continue. 